0: Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen. Real results. Real care. Real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Meng Sung, and unfortunately, my co-host, Los is unavailable for a brief period of time due to a conflict with his real job, saving some lives out there. Uh, so I'm going to be finishing out a few episodes of our quick snap series uh, solo here. So today we are going to be discussing the Miami Dolphins, and let's start it off with talking about Ryan's Tannehill, who really broke out last year. Um, you know, we've seen what he, what he can do. He's a converted wide receiver from college. Uh, He played a couple years at that position and he's really got the wheels. Um, You know, he is a threat every week to go for, you know, 40, 50 yards rushing and maybe a touchdown. Um, And that really adds to his fantasy upside. We've seen what Russell Wilson can do there. Uh, I actually have Ryan Tannehill as my number nine quarterback, uh, right around where he finished the end of last season. And I think that he could even have a higher ceiling than that. Uh, Because he never really got on the same page with Mike Wallace on those deep balls last year. Um, If he had connected on even half of those five or six deep targets that were just overthrown or underthrown, uh, that would be an extra three touchdowns and about uh, 100 yards. And that would have put him right around quarterback six. Um, To me, uh, he is a value where he is going right now. Um, And I think that Ryan Tannehill could actually have a very, very sneaky, um, you know, a la Ben Ben Roethlisberger 2014 type year. Um, I I don't think that Ryan Tannehill finishing as a top five or six quarterback is completely out of the question. Um, Again, I'm not drafting him as such, but I think he's for sure a top 10 quarterback option in fantasy. So let's talk about some of his weapons. Um, first and foremost, Jarvis Landry, who Tannehill has a very good connection and rapport with. Uh, last year, Landry only started 16 games, but he finished the season with 84 catches, uh, about 750 yards, and five touchdowns. Now, Jarvis Landry isn't the biggest wide receiver. However, um, you know he is that shifty... Uh, you know, separation through route running type of guy, um, sort of like Antonio Brown. And I don't think that it's out of the question for him to get over five touchdowns this year, despite his size. Um, I also do think that, you know, Landry could see upwards of 120, 130 targets. And I think that his ceiling is a 100 catch uh, season, kind of like what Julian Edelman was able to do. But I wouldn't necessarily count on that. Um, I have Jarvis Landry projected right now for about 93 catches um, and right and just under 1,000 yards. I think about 950 uh, to 1,000 yards is about right for him. Um, I do have him as a wide receiver, too, in my rankings. Uh, let me see real quick. I have Jarvis Landry as the number 20 wide receiver um, right around guys like... Uh, Sammy Watkins, and Nelson Aguilar. Um, I do think that he's going to have a very good year. Uh, That being said, I do not want any part of the other wide receivers uh, in Miami. I do think that it's going to be kind of spread around for everybody else, whether it's Greg Jennings, uh, Kenny Stills, or Devontae Parker when he does come back healthy from that foot injury. Uh, I do think that Stills is going to be that deep threat. Um, but he's going to be relatively inconsistent, uh, sort of like a um, a poor man's Deshaun Jackson, if you will. I do not think that he's going to put up anywhere near the kind of stats that Mike Wallace did last year as the deep threat. Um, I think that Stills would be lucky to break you know, 40 or 50 catches. Um, Greg Jennings, uh, he, I think he's a better football player for the team than he is a fantasy player at this point in his career. I think that he's a great veteran for uh, Ryan Tannehill to check down to um, to get him out of a bind, but I don't know that he's gonna put up those types of fantasy points. As for Devonte Parker, I think he's a great uh, a great draft pick in dynasty leagues, uh, but I don't know what kind of immediate impact he's gonna make this year, uh, both due to inexperience and due to you know, his continued recovery from that foot injury. I do think he's worth a late flyer. You know, probably around 12 or 13. However, uh, I've heard some people saying that he could have an Odell Beckham type of um, second half of the season. Uh, And I don't think that's going to happen. You do have to remember that last year, Odell Beckham had basically no one to contend with for targets uh, after Victor Cruz's injury. Um, And Devontae Parker, uh, barring injury to Landry, is not going to see those kind of targets. Um, that being said, I do like Lamar Miller a lot. Um, people forget that he also uh, is a very good pass catching running back. Uh, last year, uh, actually, Lamar Miller had 38 catches for 275 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, we've seen in the past that the Dolphins have been somewhat reluctant to hand Lamar Miller a bell cow sort, uh, sort of role. Um, however, I don't know that he needs that role to be that low-end RB one or high-end RB two. Last year, he was very efficient. Um, he actually had uh, only 216 rushing attempts uh, for his about 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, and I think that adding, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, adding Greg Jennings and Kenny Stills to stretch the field a little bit, um, having another year of experience for Jarvis Landry. Uh, davante parker is going to be a weapon um you know bill laser in that offense uh you know kind of stretches the field vertically and horizontally and i do think that is one of the big factors that helps open up running lanes for lamar miller um, i think he's a very safe pick at his you know round two round three value uh you know i have absolutely no qualms about drafting him as my running back one uh if that's where he's going uh, as for his handcuff uh, I do think that right now Damian Williams has a pretty good lock on that number 2 job uh, I would not worry too much about Jay Ajayi he really hasn't shown us anything just yet um, and the Dolphins you know, showed that they're really not that high on him waiting so long in the draft to grab him I do think that he's a guy uh, worth keeping an eye on but at this point I would not draft Jay Ajayi um, at all if you wanted to take a Take a flyer on Damian Williams in you know, the third to last round of your draft in a deeper league. uh, That's fine. But again, I do think that he is the handcuff to Lamar Miller. Uh, So let's talk about the tight end situation a little bit. Um, You know, Jordan Cameron had a big year back in Cleveland. uh, But part of the problem is that he's always been very injury prone. Um, You know, he's had his share of concussions Uh, I just don't know if I I can really rely on Jordan Cameron as my tight end one. Um, Right now, in my rankings, I have Jordan Cameron, uh, let's see, right around tight end 14. Right around guys like Zach Ertz and Dwayne Allen. Uh, You know, tight ends who have, you know, that upside, and he certainly does in that Miami offense, but one, I just don't know if he's going to play 16 games, and two... Uh, As I mentioned, the only pass catcher that I really won't want to have to rely on in Miami would be Jarvis Landry. I think that he's going to see the majority of targets and guys like Cameron and all the other wide receivers are going to, you know, if you draft one of them, you're going to be kind of playing that guessing game week to week about who's going to score the touchdowns. Um, That being said, I do like Deion Sims. Um, I think that he's showed some good flashes Uh, And that if Cameron does go down with an injury, I think Sims will step right into that tight end one role. Um, I do think that he would have the exact same value as Jordan Cameron. You know, that mid-end tight end two with upside. Uh, As for the Miami defense, I have them ranked quite highly in my rankings. I have the Miami defense at number seven, uh, just behind Denver and Houston. So... I think that Miami adding Dom Kansu, uh, they have a great pass rush. Um, You know, their secondary is very good. Um, Brent Grimes is a guy that's supremely underrated. Uh, I think he was a steal for them where they got him. And then, you know, Cameron Wake is a huge, huge pass rusher. Olivier Vernon, um, and then their linebacking core is very good as well. Uh, So I do think that the Dolphins are going to be a very safe top 10 defense to draft in fantasy this year. Um, if you want to take a chance in Caleb Sturgis, um, that's certainly fine. I think he'll be a service kicker. Um, again, kicker's always kind of up in the air, so uh, I would not reach for him. Um, and that is uh, going to wrap up the Miami Dolphins edition of Quick Snaps. And as always, thank you for listening. We always appreciate you taking the time. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore mung, that's M E N G, and you can reach my co host, Los, at FFA underscore Lose, Los, L O S, and you can reach our fantastic producer, Dan, at FFA underscore Dan. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, guys.